Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 25. 25 episodes, wow, a quarter of a century. That means also we've been going six months. Wow, time flies. Today I'm talking all about thinking routines. Thinking routines specifically for slow looking and drawing. I'll be discussing how to use three different routines and how to use drawing as a tool for looking. Now don't forget last week I was talking to the wonderful Louise Thompson of Well Mindful and Manchester Art Gallery and we were chatting about how to use art and objects to learn well-being skills and to improve mental health. We had a great chat, we could have chatted for hours so do go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. And before we start, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. And the show notes, as ever, they're available on my website, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 25. So now let's get on with today's show. So this week's episode is inspired by recent classes in the Visible Thinking membership where we've been exploring the concept of using drawing and sketching for slow looking and observation. We've also been talking a lot about how people feel about drawing and how they feel about sketching and scribbling and doodling as well. Now, when you introduce any activity into a guided tour, a museum programme or a class that involves drawing, you almost certainly get a few people in the audience who have objections. Normally along the lines of, I can't draw. It quite often gets people quite apprehensive too, especially if they feel they're going to have to show their drawing to anyone. But what I'm talking about today in this episode is about using drawing as an observational exercise, not a drawing exercise. It's not a test of how good your drawing skills are. It's a test of how to use your eyes. When people are learning to draw, they actually learn how to observe first. And being a sketcher makes you a better observer. It's as though you're seeing something for the first time when you're trying to draw it. Using drawing as a tool for slowing down, for slow looking, enriches and enhances what you see. So here are three thinking routines that you can use for slow looking, extended observation and sketching or drawing. Now, two of these routines are specifically designed for drawing and sketching, whilst the last routine is one that can be adapted for drawing. And at the end of this episode, I'll be sharing some ways to get over drawing apprehension. That feeling of nerves when someone asks you to draw something. How can you help your group to feel comfortable and enjoy drawing with you? 
So do stick around to the end for those ideas too. So the first routine for encouraging slow looking through drawing is called slow complexity capture. So slow complexity capture was de developed by Project Zero. It was part of the Project Zero Connect project. And this routine helps participants to slow down by using drawing or you could use photography as well. It encourages extended observation and close looking. And by taking our time to look at things slowly, it helps to unravel complexity. Now, there are four parts to this thinking routine. Find, capture, explain, and wonder. And let's talk through the four stages. So the first step is find. Find an object or scene that captures your eye. In a word or phrase, say what it is. Then we move on to capture. Take some time to look carefully at your item. Capture it by slowly making a drawing of it or taking pictures of it from different angles or perspectives. Spend at least five to 10 minutes observing through drawing, looking and or photographing. Then explain. After you have visually captured your item, write a paragraph or tell a friend about how it is complex. And finally, wonder. What new ideas and questions do you have about your item? So let's talk about how you can use slow complexity capture. To have a go at this thinking routine, you'll first need to find an object or a scene. Now, it can be anything you have to hand, something in front of you, on your desk, or in your immediate surroundings. It could be if you're in a classroom, something in your classroom, around you in the museum, or in your home. And you might decide to hunt for a particular kind of object. You could offer your group a theme, and you could ask the participants, um, to look for something related to that theme or you can ask participants to look for any object in general. They can look for something that they're curious about or they're intrigued by. And this thinking routine can be set up in many ways. So the objects could be chosen by the individuals themselves or the facilitator or educator could choose the objects. Now, if the facilitator is choosing, you can decide on maybe one object for the whole group to look at, or you could have several objects in different stations or on different tables for a number of small group groups to look at in detail. And as I said at the start, it's really important to emphasize that this is an observation exercise. It's not a technical drawing one. It's about using the eye and observing carefully rather than producing a polished drawing. And the drawing part or the capturing part can take place in pairs or small groups. And if you're in small groups, each person can create a capture from a different angle or a perspective. And you can choose whether to capture the object or scene from one detailed perspective or from a variety of different perspectives. A final point to note is if participants are happy to share their drawings with you, then it's important 
that you emphasise the observational qualities of their sketch rather than their drawing abilities. Now, we explored this thinking routine last December in the Visible Thinking membership. And to start with, I asked participants, it was online, I asked them to get up from their seats and to find an object that was related to the current season and month. I.e. this was something festive because it was December. So they could choose anything that was to hand on their person or in their immediate environment. And I gave them a few moments to go and find something. Once everyone had returned, I then asked an initial question. What do you think you know about your object? And asked them to share their thoughts in the chat. Now, at this point, no one knew what everyone else's objects were. Then we spent time carefully looking at our objects, first without touching, and then we were allowed to pick them up and look at them from all angles and perspectives. We then took a piece of paper and folded it into four squares. And I asked participants to capture their item four times by sketching it from different angles. And we spent probably around seven minutes capturing our objects through observation and drawing. And after this, we reflected on whether seven minutes was enough time. And participants did say that they found it relaxing and informative and an interesting way to zoom in on the object. Now, for the explaining part of the thinking routine, we first discussed ways in which things can be complex. We actually used the ways things can be complex thinking routine, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes. And I asked the group first to consider what type of complexity might apply to their object. And then they were asked to write a short paragraph about the different ways their object was complex. So to bring the group together and to create conversations and bearing in mind no one had seen each other's objects at this point, I put everyone into small breakout rooms to share their captures, their drawings with each other if they wanted to, and to discuss their observations and share the ways in which their item was complex. And when we came back after the breakout rooms, everyone was invited to share their discussions and their discoveries about their objects as a whole. For the final wondering part, I asked everyone to share any new ideas or questions they had about their object after spending so much time with it. And we finished with a group photo with all of our objects and some of our captures too. So it was a lovely experience, very festive as well, because it was December. But there were a lot of takeaways as well from exploring this routine. So first, I think participants were surprised at how many new details they saw in familiar objects. So these were objects they had in their own home that perhaps they'd looked at many times or they'd been around them for a long time. And they were surprised to see new things. They also said that even with simple objects, it was really interesting to look and draw them for an extended period of time. Plus, it made several people wonder how many objects they have in their house 
that they haven't really seen yet. We get so used to seeing things around us that we don't actually stop to really look at them afresh. Everyone really enjoyed the complexity part because it made them think in a different way about their objects and it also took the thinking routine to another level. And being able to observe first, then think about complexity, really helped the ideas flow better. And everyone thought that this would be a really interesting routine to use with all age groups, um, but especially with children and families. And finally, it's a really useful routine to slow a group down and to get them interested in and curious about objects that might at first seem a bit dull or boring. It might provide that hook that sometimes you need when objects on the surface don't appear as exciting as others. So slow complexity capture is a really great routine to try out. We had a lot of fun exploring and experimenting with it and I'd love you to give it a try too. So do let me know how you get on with it. I have a full blog about this routine on my website and I'll also link to that in the show notes too. So that was slow complexity capture. And now we're going to move on and talk about our second thinking routine. And I've chosen memory draw. And Memory Draw we've explored quite recently in a membership class and it's a routine for looking closely to explore complexity and it encourages people to slow down, to observe closely and like slow complexity capture to appreciate the creativity and complexity in the world around us. Now, I found this routine on Simon Brooks's website. It's called Simon Brooks Education, and I'll link to that in the show notes. So this routine can be used in any situation where your participants are required to look closely and read for meaning. So you could use it at the start of any object or art discussion. Now, I also like that Simon Brooks talks about this routine helping to avoid what David Perkins has called audience impressionism. And by audience impressionism, he means when you look briefly and when you only note whether you like something or not. So this routine really helps to avoid this. And you can use it to explore a huge variety of materials, perhaps a political cartoon, a photograph. You could use illustrations from a book or you could look closely at a complex diagram. And of course, you can use it with artwork. So it has four steps. The steps are look, reproduce, compare and reflect. And let's talk through the four steps. So the first step, look. Look closely at an image, painting, photograph or object. Then reproduce. From memory, draw everything you can remember of it as best you can. Imagine your mind is a photocopier and try to reproduce it as accurately as possible. Then compare. Compare your version to the original. Record similarities and differences. What seems to match up when you compare your version to the original? 
what seems different? What's not present at all in your version? And reflect, what have you learned? What key insights have you had about the material that seems important and worth holding on to? So let's talk about how you can use Memory Draw. So with this thinking routine, choice of image is key. Anything that's too simple might be frustrating. It might not lead to any insights. And anything too complex to draw and the audience members may feel a little intimidated. And for our discussion with my uh, membership, I chose a still life. And I chose Roy Lichtenstein's Still Life with Windmill from the Whitney Museum, and I'll link to that. And this print shows a tabletop with a variety of objects in front of a striped wall with an open window or door on the left-hand side. And outside the window or door, you can see a windmill with four sails. The print is mainly monochrome, but it has pops of colour, blue, yellow, green and red. So for our discussion, we started looking at the image for around 30 seconds and then we shared our observations collectively. I restated all of the observations from the chat. I then removed the image from view. So we moved on to the second part of the routine and this is when you reproduce the image from memory. And I gave everyone eight minutes and their task was to reproduce as much of the image as they could from what they remembered. Now I joined in the activity too, even though I was facilitating as I was curious to see how much I would remember of the image. We then compared our drawings to the original and we wrote down what was different, what was the same, what did we miss out entirely before we then went into breakout rooms um, and we shared our images with each other when we felt comfortable doing so and we discussed the differences and similarities in small groups. And we then came back together, we reflected on the process and we shared any insights we had gathered. And there were lots and lots. Some were in relation to observation skills, such as um, how practicing noticing details really improves your skills. And others were more personal insights, such as whether participants were good at remembering the big picture or the finer details. We we also discussed whether sharing our observations beforehand had helped with the drawing part and what it would be like to do this activity, this thinking routine, without sharing our observations as a group if we just looked individually. Uh, we also thought what the routine would be like with other types of images and also we suggested what it would be like to do the routine twice once without doing the observation describing part and the second time with as a sort of experiment to see how much we noticed and all in all it really led to lots and lots of insights and gave us all pause for thought this is definitely one thinking routine I'll be trying again so that's memory draw and the final one I'd like to share with you today is PPC or parts purposes, complexities. 
So PPC is an agency by design project thinking routine from Project Zero. And it's a wonderful routine for guiding inquiry into all sorts of things, artworks, historical documents. And my personal favourite is to do it with objects. It's great for looking closely, exploring complexity and finding opportunity. It really encourages you to slow down, to make detailed observations and to look beyond the obvious. And you can use any sort of object for this activity, precious, non-precious, household, broken, brand new, whatever you have. And there are three questions to this routine and I'll read them out. What are the various parts of the object? What are the purposes of each of these parts? Where do complexities emerge among these parts and purposes? Now, this routine works beautifully with sketching or drawing. Um, And if you're working in person, I also like to use objects that can be handled and touched so that people can really examine the moving parts. So I like to split people up into small groups and I ask the group to look first at the object from their vantage point, from where they're sitting. They're not allowed to touch the object at this point. They can just make a sketch of what they see from where they are. Now, if all the groups are not keen on drawing, you can also assign uh, one sketcher per group if you're working in small groups and that person will draw the objects Uh, the object on a large piece of paper for everyone to see. So after they've done their initial sketch, they are then allowed to pick up the object and examine it from all angles. And this is where you hear, hear people starting conversations and talking about the various parts. And by doing this, I ask them to label the parts on their sketches. Um, We also ask the group to think about possible purposes for each of these parts. So they discuss their ideas and then they note down their ideas for the purposes on the paper too. And finally, on the same sheet of paper, they note down any complexities they can see and any wonderings they have. And they can share their findings with the group as a whole. And in my trainings, I ask groups to present this as a one-minute infomercial about their object. So it's a wonderful routine to use in general, but when you incorporate sketching and drawing into it, it takes it to another level. So do give PPC or parts, purposes, complexities a go. And finally, here are some ideas for getting over the fear of a blank page. So if your participants are a little bit hesitant about drawing or perhaps they're a bit slow to get started. Perhaps you could try a contour drawing or a continuous line drawing. This is when you draw without lifting your pencil from the paper. Or you could ask them to draw by only looking at the object and not at their paper at all. You could also do a touch drawing You could present an object in a bag and they have to then touch it and draw what they think it is. You could also ask the group to do a back-to-back drawing. That's when one person is describing the thing and the other person who can't see the object is doing the drawing. You could also offer 
small post-its or small notebooks rather than large sheets of paper. There seems to be something about a large blank white page piece of paper that puts people off. But if you hand them a post-it, they are quite happy to do a quick sketch or a drawing of what they see. So go small. You could also divide into small groups and have just one person volunteer to draw. But do state clearly and often that no one has to share their drawing with anyone else if they don't wish to. And above all, repeat that this is an exercise about slow, careful looking and it's not about making a perfect or beautiful drawing. Repeat this as necessary. So there you have it. Three thinking routines that you can use to incorporate slow looking and drawing into your programs. And eight tips on how to get over drawing apprehension. I'd love for you to give them a go. If you do, share with me how you get on. You can find me on Instagram most days at Thinking Museum and I'd love to chat with you there. That's it for this week. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.